Hi friends. This week has been a love-filled one. And when I say love-filled, I do mean love-filled like I've been surrounded in love, but also it's been a consistent topic. So like my baby brother called me and was wanting to talk through some love things with me, asking about like the difference between the ease of a connection with someone and the actual work of the relationship and the, the work for the connection to maintain that was having conversations around like the early stage. And I won't even say necessarily the early stages of love, but like that time where you really like someone and you're trying to like figure it out and navigate that. And it's really fun and it's cute and you're nervous and it's a whole thing. And then ended up in this like whole discourse around love and learning love and learning love from our parents and what that looked like and like unlearning those things in some cases and teaching people how to love you and being aware that just because someone loves you differently, like the ways that they show love to you doesn't necessarily match what you do, right? Like maybe you give like gifts and that sort of a thing. You write like little notes and that's not necessarily their thing. And so you're like, well, they don't love me and they're not doing it right or that sort of a thing. And that's not actually the case, right? Like people express love and care and tenderness in different ways and it's important to be aware of those things and that got me thinking about love languages and love languages came from a person named Gary Chapman he wrote this book in the 90s and just developed this this really great language around love and around the ways in which people express and like to receive love and so I want to talk to y'all about that welcome back y'all So, yeah, it has been a love, a love filled week so far. And I'm happy that we're here and happy that it presented itself in the way that it did, because I love love. I love talking about it. I love reading about it. Romantic comedies are my shit. Like, I'm super soft. I keep telling all this. And so having these conversations has been it's been nice, definitely, because they've been varied and have gotten me that that in combination with cancer season which dear god is almost over thank you has had me like deep in my feelings thinking about a lot of stuff and the love conversations have been nice and they've helped me like get recentered around some things and like think through some things think about my own ways of loving the ways that I want to show up and the ways that I actually am showing up and so like I said it, it made me start thinking about the five love languages which were created by Gary Chapman and like thinking through what my love languages are thinking through the ways that I learned to love whether it's through like direct examples or examples of things that I didn't want and I had some good conversations with one of my roommates and with one of their good friends with really all of my friends like I've been talking through love a lot this week And so you guys are aware, the five love languages are giving and receiving gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, and physical touch. And so essentially what Gary Chapman explains in his book is that those are the five ways that people give and receive love. And what I've learned is that you may not necessarily always give love in the same ways that you want to receive it. 
And a lot of the times, the people that we are partnered to, the people that we are interested in, the people that we love, do not show love in the same ways that we do. I'm going to share my love languages with you guys. And it's funny, I, I like to retake it sometimes just to see if I'm still, you know, the same. And I unfortunately did not keep my old one, so I can't tell y'all what it was before. But my top three, because they literally all have a score of eight, it goes up to a score of 12. And I would really love for y'all, as I'm saying this, I would really love for y'all to also take this quiz and like share your stuff with me. Tell me about your love languages, the ways that you've learned about yourself and learned about your partners and your friends and your family members through the love languages. But yeah, so mine are top one is physical touch with an eight. Second one is quality time also with an eight. And the third one is words of affirmation again with an eight. So consistently there are three main ways that I like to receive love and they feel very accurate. I, well, as far as in my relationship, I am very iffy about being touched in general, but in my relationship, like I, like, why aren't you touching me is mostly my question. If you are in the same vicinity as me, I probably want you touching me in some sort of way with physical touch, right? Like it's like literally physical touch and not in a sexual manner necessarily, but just like gentleness and intimate, right? And so if we're in the car, your hand on my knee. If we are sitting next to each other, probably hold my hand. Like if we're walking down the street and it's it's interesting because that shifted a lot in my meeting key because I was never really like a, a PDA type. Like it was not my shit. But with the level of comfort and the level of ease, like it's an entirely different thing. And I literally want them touching me all the time. I do want to name that physical touch with my friends is also important to me. And it's how I know that I feel close to someone in real life because I will hug you a lot and I will be really gentle with you and like put my hand on your back or my hand on your knee or like stuff or I'll rub your head. And it's very, it's very close and it's very loving and I like it a lot. Quality time is so important to me. Being able to spend intentional time is so important to me and like I value it I value it so deeply because you can't get your time back and so someone giving you their time regardless of how much it is but giving you intentional time like it is just the two of you they are giving you their energy and their space they're holding space with you it's big and I value it a lot and I try to be really intentional about the ways that I spend time with people I can get really distracted and appreciate being caught out on that when I am, but it's important to me that when I'm spending time with someone that they are actually in the moment. That's not to say that you got to pay all of your attention to me the whole time we're hanging out, but when we're hanging out, value our time together, right? And then words of affirmation is the other one that is my, my top. Well, they're all the same, so it's one trio. But words of affirmation, I need to know that what I'm doing is a good thing. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what you're feeling. I want to know how things make you feel, how our interactions make you feel. Like, what are the reviews? Thumbs up, thumbs down. What's the percentage on Rotten Tomato? What's going on? And knowing that a thing that I did made you feel a certain way or knowing that being with me makes you feel a certain way, that spending time with, with me, that any of those things, hearing the way that you feel 
is important to me. But learning, learning those things, and I want to say, I think I first learned about the five love languages. I was in college, like I had to be like 19. And I saw this thing and I'm all, listen, I'm telling y'all, I'm always here for the quizzes that are like telling you about yourself and how you do things and how you move and that sort of a thing. But I took the quiz and I was like, wow, yeah, this makes total sense. I do like to receive love in this way. I do like to give love in this way. This makes, yeah, this is so great to be able to name these things. And also at the time I was in a relationship. And so us taking that test together and then finding out that we didn't necessarily score the same things helped me understand her better. Right. And so I understood and I, I don't remember them now. It's It's been a long time, but I understood that the receiving love in a certain way was was important to her and that I was maybe not necessarily doing that. And I could learn something. And I'm always here for bettering myself in the relationships that I'm in. Those That's a thing that's very, very important to me, that we are growing and evolving together. And so having that, not template, I guess, but that that explanation and that understanding, like that baseline, was really, really wonderful and allowed for a new type of intimacy and a new type of understanding that I was deeply appreciative of in that relationship and also in others. Like my relationships with my friends got better. It was just, it was really eye-opening. And I encourage you guys, if you have never taken the Love Languages quiz, Google it, it's free, but take it, learn some stuff about yourself. You can even take it like if you have a child. But the, the Love Languages have taught me a lot. And I appreciate having the actual language to have those conversations about how to love people best. Because I feel like a lot of us were brought up to, like with the, the, the adage, love people how you would want to be loved, as opposed to love people how they want to be loved, right? And so we'll go through all of the steps and all of the motions of, of how we would want to be loved, right? Like we are doing that so hard and we are so committed to that. And a lot of times won't stop and think, well, is this how they want to be loved? And then you get to this point of, of conflict, right? Of conflict where they're feeling unfulfilled somewhere and expressing that to you. And you're like, but why? I'm loving you so well. I'm giving you all of the things that I would want instead of, I love you. How do I show you that? How do I express that to you? And the same way that we learn our loved one's favorite color, their favorite food, what they like to do, we should take that time to learn what feels good to them in the ways that they're cared for and the ways that we express love to them. Another wonderful medium, in addition to like, the written word about love, right? Like you got poems and books and all of the things, but is music, right? Like as a sixth love language, music has been used to communicate love and communicate pain and love, happiness, telling people how to love them literally saying teach me how to love And Teach Me, which y'all just heard a little bit of by Music Soul Child, 
is I feel so perfect just because I'm speaking about love languages and knowing how to love people properly and that sort of a thing. It's not exactly, you know, words of affirmation, physical touch, whatever, but he's literally asking the person that he's singing to to teach him how to love them, to teach them how to teach him how to be tender with them and surrender himself and the ways to do it right, because he's obviously not doing it in the way that they would have him do it. He's saying, I'm so lost. (laughs) Teach me how to do this thing. And I think the rawness of that, of being like, I love you so much and I want to do it right and I want to do it well and I want to do it in a way that feels good and nurturing and soul filling to you. Teach me how to do this thing. It's so important because I feel like it can get really easy to love selfishly and to really only focus on what you are doing for the other person. And when I say what you're doing for the other person, I mean like, case in point, I am very much... I I am a a giving gifts, loving person, right? Like I like to do the things or create events and shit. Like I, that, that is my thing. I like to love on my person in that way. And what I've learned is I can sometimes get a bit caught up in, in the making of it, right? And in the smoke and the mirrors and doing all of the stuff and lose sight of the reason that I wanted to do the thing in the first place. And in those moments, whether it's the thing not going the way that I planned because I'm doing that and I'm too caught up in it and it's more about me than it is about them or them directly saying, hey, I don't necessarily want to do this thing. And it's definitely happened where that's been expressed to me and I've been like taken back, right? Like two steps knocked back. Like, what do you mean? I want to do this amazing thing for you. Why don't you want that? And that's not great, right? Because it, it's at that point, it's no longer about them. And it's no longer about me doing this loving and thoughtful thing for them. It's about me and what doing this thing does for me. I think it's also important for you to get something out of doing good things for people. Like it is important for that to fill you as well. But when it becomes more about the setup of the thing or the delivery of the thing, then you, you got to kind of realign and, and figure out the reason that you're doing this in the first place. But yeah, like I, like I said, I love on folks via music a lot. I am Mr. Playlist, which is kind of how the whole idea of the podcast came together in a lot of ways. But I, I've made so many playlists and I've made playlists for friends and definitely playlists for significant others. And depending on who I am to you, how I am with you, how you make me feel, you will feel that in the playlist, right? And if I'm creating a playlist for you as a surprise, I will agonize over it. I will think like, what does this make me feel? And there's usually, there's usually a mood, right? Like there's a thing that creates this spark where I'm like, yeah, I want to create something around this thing or this song this mood says a thing that I want to say case in point I and I'm only going to say so much because I still haven't finished it but I am working on a playlist called a love letter for key and it's a secret playlist so I'm not going to tell you what's on it but it's slow coming because it's this like the idea for it originally was I heard this song and I was like yes Like, y'all ever hear that song and you're like, yes, I know y'all do. You're like, yes, 
this. This is what I feel. This explains this moment for me. This explains our interactions. This feels perfect. When you walk through the door, this is what I hear. When we are snuggled up close on the couch, whatever, right? Because you can, li- I feel like you could literally create a playlist for all of those things, or at least I could. Because music speaks as a language that loudly for me and that well for me. Um, but in the playlist, it's literally, it's literally all of these different songs that embody the romance and the magic and the specialness and the depth and the intimacy that I feel with them. And it feels so wonderful and it's also so vulnerable and raw, but it feels like a gift. Additionally, I created a playlist for Jess's birthday. And while that one was a was not a like a love, it was a love letter in a different type of way, right? Because she was like, hey, bud, will you make the playlist for my birthday? And I was like, oh my God, yes, I would be honored. That would be so lovely. I would love to make this playlist for you. And so you get to go on this journey and you get to love on them with this thing and you get to be like, okay, so what songs do I know that they love? What comes on and they like, you know, they in their bag with Jess, like she get the knees loose, you know what I mean? Like she be in it. <laughs> Shoulders come out to, to shimmy, they get a little oily. Like what songs do I know create that? What songs have we heard together that have, have made us, rem- like that have been memorable songs? Like what creates the mood, the atmosphere that you're wanting for this event? And it was really fun. It was really, really fun. And it was a lot of work, y'all. It is a labor intensive thing, but it's a labor of love. At least for me, it is because it's, it's a way of me saying that I love you. It's a way of me saying that I know you and that I pay attention to you and I know what you enjoy and what feels good. And I like it. And it, it, it feels, it's a special type of intimate for me to make someone a playlist. It's me sharing a piece of myself, kind of the same way that I'm sharing a piece of myself with you guys through the podcast. The playlist is the same way. I think that for a lot of us also, myself included, when I say a lot of us, music can say the things that you want to say when you don't necessarily have the words. I've definitely had times where I was like, this is how I feel and recognize that in some song but wasn't necessarily able to name that with my own words and shared it with someone who was like, this, this is how I'm feeling. This is my mood. This is where I land. And it's a much appreciated thing. (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. I just remembered a very horrible young Lex moment. I had a boyfriend in the eighth grade. Mm -mm, Sixth grade? I don't know. It was middle school. Had a boyfriend. Wasn't feeling it anymore. And wanted to break up with him, but didn't know how to or know the words to say it. And that was right around the time. How old was I? I don't know. Burn was out. Okay. And when I tell y'all, oh my goodness, I made this poor boy buy the CD. Because I was like, I don't know how to explain these feelings to you. This song explains the feelings. And he was like, I don't have that CD. My just heartless ass was like, cool, so buy it and then listen to the song. So he buys the CD, obviously, to only find out that I was breaking up with him via this song. So he spent $13.95 to get broken up with, not even via me. I've come a long way. 
since being a teenager, friends, I am not this horrible anymore. I know, it's shitty, bro. It's shitty. It's, it's horrible. I know. I was young. I ain't even really like them for reasons that I didn't understand. Okay? I'm, I'm grown. You know, I've grown, bro. But expressing love through music is so multifaceted, and I appreciate that so much. When someone sends me a song and they're like, I heard this and it made me think of you. Or, I think you'll really like this. Or, hey, you're having this sort of a day. Listen to this song. Like, it just, it feels nice, right? Like, it's a different version of somebody writing you a little post-it, putting it in your lunch. It's great. And having music as a language is so wonderful because we can say so many different things. And with love songs, like, where I didn't necessarily have, like, I didn't have a lot of conversations about love growing up, like, outwardly. It was an internal monologue for me all the time, all the time. Well, internal dialogue, I'll say, and definitely a a monologue as well. But hearing different love songs and different attitudes on love and all of those things helped help me create my understandings of love and understandings of like hurt and betrayal and deep love. And just, it was, listen, I could talk about this thing for forever, but my point is language is very important. As a, a person who, who communication is everything, having different tools of communication is such a big deal. And music is such a beautiful one because you can do it in so many different ways. But tell me how y'all feel about love. How do you love? Tell me about your love language quizzes. I want there to be more discourse. I want to know where you all's heads are. Thank you all for coming back, hanging out with us, getting into my most most favorite topic. Like, I'm not kidding, y'all. I'm so soft. Love is my favorite thing, and I'm excited to have further talks about love. We're going to bring more people in, talk around love, into love. We're going to talk about cheating, all the things. Thanks for coming back this week, y'all. Have a great one. After you all finish the episode and you check out the playlist, please make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, reach out to us on social media, tell us all of the things. I think I'm going to do one of those question things on Instagram. It's like the hot new thing now. So be looking out for that. This episode has been produced by Jessica Jupiter in partnership with Lifting Voices Productions. Thank you, as always, for setting the mood with us. Have a great weekend.